Thanks, Ben. So the first rule of order, you can't call me Pastor Evan (laughs) or Pastor Hayes. My dad is still Pastor Hayes. I don't care what you call me. It doesn't matter. Awesome. So tonight's going to be a little bit different than what I usually like to do. Um, It's not going to be nearly as Bible-centered. We're not going to be just looking at a story and walking through it, but rather you guys are my community. You know, we've been doing this for like six years, and a lot of you have been around for many of those years. And so I just want to take some time in order to let you know what brought me to this point of of being okay, being hired on as a pastor. It was really difficult for me to come to that decision. Um, And then also a little bit of time talking about who we are as a church and where I think God has taken us. Um, So this is your first time here. It's a little abnormal. Uh, We'll give you a good insight into who I am somewhat and where our church is going at least. Um, So kind of starting with me, which is like my least favorite thing to talk about while I teach. But um, back in 2010, God majorly interacted with my life and called my wife and I to move away from a beautiful life in Hawaii to, for me to go to school in the mountains of North Carolina. And I spent a year simply studying the Bible, 40, 50, 60 hours a week of figuring out what the Bible was, how to understand it, the beauty of the God of the Bible. And after that, we came back here. Uh, my wife was pregnant. We wanted to be around family, and we started to slowly get plugged into Rimrock. I felt the need to be teaching, started with Sunday school classes, things like that. And Steve Balsley uh, asked me at one point to teach downtown when we used to be in the Alex Johnson. And that slowly evolved over a few years, and I was on the teaching team with Steve and Nick Ewing. You guys might know these people. Um, Back in 2015, so a few years ago, Steve presented the idea of me becoming like a formal leader of this community. And so for about nine months, I kind of assumed that role. Um, But then in 2016, I had a bit of a rock climbing accident and had some time out of mind for a while. um, And I had to kind of pull away from that position. But last spring, I was invited to go up and start teaching at Rimrock up the hill during kind of that trans, transitory position between Pastor Steve, who had passed away, and Pastor Ben. And I was praying through it, and I felt like God said, stay focused on downtown. Stay focused on downtown. And so I declined the offer to go up on, and hang out in the big show um, and just stay down here and start to kind of slowly move into it, into more of a, leader, a position of leadership. And over the last year or so, there's just been one confirmation after another that has made me believe that this is what God wants me to do. You know, and I'll just mention a few of them. First one, the biggest one, I think, is that there's a group of individuals, about 20 people that have been here since the beginning, that completely came alongside of me last summer, and we started meeting together and starting to figure out who we were and where we wanted to go as a church. It wasn't like I stepped up and here, let's go. It was the community, right? The church coming together to figure out who we were. You know, Carrie Smith, who was up here leading worship, she was hired on in January as the exchange director, which is this building. And part of her position is to direct the Rimrock downtown or get paid to be a part of Rimrock downtown. Right? And so that was a big step in that direction. We had somebody that was paid towards that. Um, My wife and I, we run a business up in Keystone where we rent out cabins 
um, for people that are going to Mount Rushmore, and it's a really sweet job, and uh, it, it, spends a, it requires a lot of our time in the summer. Um, but we were feeling, I was told by some friends, that my wife had the idea of moving out of Keystone into Rapid City. Right? And it wasn't like she was planning it, but it just happened to come up in conversation with a friend and her, her friend and then her husband kind of relayed that to me. And so I brought it up to her, and it was by no means an idea that I had ever had to leave our business to move into Rapid City. But as we thought and prayed through it, it really started to seem like a good idea. And so we started house hunting, and through somewhat of a crazy, maybe miraculous uh, turn of events, we ended up with a house that's five blocks from here. And the main reason why we moved here, not just to be closer to our friends and more than a half an hour away from a grocery store, we wanted to be closer to this church. Felt like that's what God wanted us to do, to be in closer proximity to you guys and to this church. And he gave us a house. You know, in January, Ben was hired on, and I very quickly saw that his style of leadership, his personality, and his vision for the church would very easily and seamlessly align with Rimrock Downtown and who we wanted to be. You know, through the last six, seven months of Ben's support and guidance, I've gotten to see how good of a fit he is for Rimrock Downtown. You know, and then the last little piece of information, that confirmation that I want to share is that the consistency of people coming over the past six months has just continually increased. You know, in years past, on a beautiful summer day like this, there would be like 10 to 15 people here. It was just like summertime. It's Saturday night. Why would you be here? But just for some reason, and I just think it's God, he's been building this church. And it's not just in numbers, but it's also with people who have a deep desire to love Jesus and to follow him. It's just slowly getting knit together. You know, these things and others have been an encouragement for me that this is what, I, this is what God is wanting me to focus on right now. You know, through experience, I've seen how important it is not to take on too much, to overload one's life. And so it was a major wrestle of mine and Rosalind's to figure out how do I be a pastor when I'm running a business that requires me to work eight hours a day, seven days a week in the summertime. And so we kind of came to a crux. Do I pull away from the church or do we pull away from the business? Um, and the beauty of all of this coming around, by getting paid to be down here and to pour my time into you guys, I can then hire more people to help run my business. And so God is just continually bringing more and more things in place that's leading Rosalind and I to this position, to kind of accept this position. All right, enough about me. If you've got any questions about me and my life, don't hesitate to ask. But what I want to do for the remainder of the time, 10, 15 minutes, I want to talk about what I think my three roles are as a pastor of this church. And this is fully applicable to you. First one, to teach the Bible. The Bible is one of the fundamental pieces to understanding who God is and how we should live our lives. It is full of truth that has spanned across thousands and thousands of years of human history and continue to be applicable regardless of the culture or the place in which the people live. The principles of the Bible are the foundations on which everything good in this world are built. 
Because of this reason, I want you to deeply know the Bible. It's at the core of who I am. My time in the mountains of North Carolina blew my world apart seeing how much you can get from the Bible, how much you can understand, and how deeply that changes your life. I want you to understand the God that the Bible presents and his plan of redemption for this world. Because of that, teaching downtown will be heavily focused on the Bible and saturated with verses in the hopes that you will slowly gain a deeper, sen- deeper understanding of who God is and how we are called to live. Time and time and time again, you're just going to see teachings on the Bible. And please let me know what you want to learn from the Bible. Let me know what questions you have, what topics you want us to explore. I do not want to be the person up here continually deciding what you want to know and what you need to know. Right? Just come and talk to me, and we'll develop teaching topics around what you want to learn. You know, I also have a strong desire to show you how accessible the Bible is so that you can go deeper on your own. It's, it's a really sad commonality that Christians, people whose lives have been changed, do not really think they can understand the Bible. Not enough to be passionate about pursuing it. But it's just not true. It's a fallacy. You know, sometime this fall and again in the winter, I'll be teaching some classes about simple principles and techniques that make the pages of the Bible far more, far easier to understand. Because one of the the biggest errors of the church today is that we all come to listen to one person tell us what the Bible says. That is not why we have the Bible. If, if that was the reason, it would be still in Latin, and I would know Latin, and you wouldn't know it at all, and you can just come and listen to me. But the Reformation blew it open and showed us, man, this is for us, for all people. That's why God gave it to us so we can all know personally through who he is through our own study. So Rimrock Downtown is going to be a lot of Bible. The second role that I see I have is, as, is in discipling, being a discipler. I want to spend time listening to you, beginning to understand who you are and what circumstances you are currently facing so that I can pray for you and speak if the Lord directs me to speak. I am by no means the answer to your problems, but rather a sounding board and one who desires to point you towards God's truth and direct you to others who can maybe help you even more. That's a major role of a pastor, and I just see it as a way that I've been designed is to get to know individuals, to listen to them, so that way maybe the Spirit will give you a little bit more, a little nugget of truth, a little bit more to kind of keep you going in the right direction. You know, but as a discipler, it's not just when you're having tough times. I also, I'd say even more so, want to encourage and empower you to bring God's goodness into your world, your specific world, whoever you're surrounded by day in, day out. That is what you have been created for and called to do is to bring God's goodness into your world. And I want to be here to help you do that. And there are so many uniquely talented and diverse people in this church, in this room, and then everybody else that calls Remark downtown home. 
And we were created by God for a specific purpose. One of the major roles of the church, biblical church, is to support individuals as they live out what God is calling them to do. You know, I've got to see quite a few examples of this over the past six months. Right? Seth, he's in um, with childcare right now, but he has such a heart, he and his wife, for uh, helping those who are in need, the people that are just downtrodden. And he has been giving us opportunity after opportunity to be involved with these small little service projects, and he's continuing to do that. And through the church, he is able to advertise and bring people in so that way they can help people and experience what that is like to bring God's goodness into their world. Without the church, he would simply be doing it all on his own. And so I'm here to support him and encourage you to get involved with that. You know, another example, Amanda has felt like for quite some time that she is called to teach. And she kind of pulled me aside, brought, brought my wife and I over to her house last fall, presented the idea, and we helped her create a small group that meets once a month. And it's been a huge success. A ton of people keep coming to it. They took the summer off. They'll continue on in the fall. But through the church, she was able to truly fulfill or begin to fulfill what she feels like God has called her to do. So the opportunity when you get plugged into a church and express your desire of what you feel like God wants you to do, the opportunity through the church is so much greater to do that than if you simply try to do it on your own. You know, whether it's through music, right? We have so many talented musicians, but they seem to always be in need of another. Through teaching, small groups, Bible studies, maybe you feel called to fill the pulpit. Serving others, like I said, Seth has so many opportunities. Maybe you have different ones. Evangelism, we are in the hub of Rapid City, a perfect location to spread the gospel. Hospitality, Maybe you have a desire to pray over other people, right? There are countless ways to bring God's goodness into this town, and the church can be an important tool for supporting and multiplying your efforts. It's not about simply coming and listening to one individual for 30 to 45 minutes a week. That's hogwash. The church is here to change this world. All right, so the third thing that I feel like I'm called to do and there's no order of importance or hierarchy in this at all, but it's to be a part of the growth of downtown, Rimrock downtown. As I mentioned before, Rimrock downtown seems to be developing. We have a team of talented people that are passionate about Jesus, that desire to give their time and resources to this church. We have a growing connection with Rimrock's main campus, as Pastor Ben talked about, which provides us with essential forms of identity and support. There are also more people making this their church. More people who love Jesus and want to be used by God coming, are coming to Rimrock downtown. With all these pieces in play, I feel like this is a really fun and exciting time as a church. I feel like we are on the cusp of something bigger, something different, something more. You know, as our community grows in relationships with each other and potentially in numbers, so do our possibilities. You know, in my opinion, the biblical model of a church is a group of individuals 
united by their faith in Jesus, being led by the Spirit to bring God's goodness into their world. This is who we are as a church. Individually, we have our own unique talents and desires of how to love others. Collectively, we have the ability to do more, to support each other in our own pursuits, and to love others on a bigger scale. You know, over the the winter and spring, 20 of us or so, a little more, a little less, met once a month to pray and discuss where we think God is leading us as a church. Over a half a dozen meetings, we settled on this statement. A church site of Rimrock, we are a part of Rimrock, whose intentions and passions are to show our culture God's goodness and truth through biblical study, worship, and relationships. This is our vision statement as a church. It's still in works. But a church site of Rimrock whose intentions and passions are to show our culture and specifically the culture that's been changing and developing in the last 10 to 15 years, it's far different now than it was for my parents. To show them God's goodness and truth through biblical study, worship, and relationships. Now this is a, very, this is a broad and a very open-ended statement, but at the heart of it is an intentional and passionate approach to showing God's goodness and truth to those around us. You know, in my opinion, this is one of the main reasons we were created. This is what Jesus called his disciples to do. Now, this will take on many, many different forms for us, which I think it needs to. But at the foundation lie two things. And regardless of if you're going to keep coming down here, please listen to these two things because this is crucial for every person that wants to follow Jesus and bring change to their worlds. In order to do this, to have these intentions and these passions, we need to individually and collectively seek God. In the Greek, to pray means to exchange our wishes and desires for God's wishes and desires. To exchange our wishes and desires for our life, for what we want to do, with God's wishes and desires for our lives and what we want to do. It is the act of seeking God's guidance for your life, for your church, regardless of if it aligns with your own desires. Throughout the entire Bible and countless stories from countless numbers of people, we see that our Creator desires and interacts with people, especially those who seek Him. Now, we don't want to be simply another church that meets once a week and goes about our business. We want to operate in the specific ways that God designed us and called us to operate as a church. If And when we do this, then we will accomplish God's will, which is the greatest thing anybody can ever do. You know, to help us with this pursuit of God through prayer, starting in July, we're going to have prayer gatherings here once a month. Not only collectively for our church, but also individually, a place where people can come and pray together and be supported in whatever they're dealing with. So the first one, we got to seek God if we want to accomplish this. The second one, second foundational piece of our vision is relationships. It is out of relationships that people's lives are changed. A relationship with God and with others are the most crucial part of living life well. It is out of relationships 
that people's lives are changed. So I encourage you to create and maintain relationships with people that go to this church. It's so easy to come in, kind of talk a little bit, and then go out. Instead of doing that, join or create a small group. Attend our various gatherings, like we have dinner after the service, free of charge. We have a concert that's going to be down here on July 1st. There's just constantly different things that we are trying to promote in order to make more relationships. Hang out after church. Go talk to somebody new. Just put it on your mind that you need to develop more relationships here because it's through these simple acts that relationships develop and grow. And out of these relationships, support and fun will happen. You know, I also encourage you to invite people that you already have relationships with to come to one of our gatherings. Bring them in to see if our church and our community is something that they need and desire to be a part of. And there are so many people in our culture that do not have genuine communities and they miss out on huge portions of God's goodness because of that. You know, research has been finding that genuine relationships are becoming far more important to our culture than tradition and positions. People don't come to church just because they've always gone to church. They don't go to church because there's a pastor there that's going to teach to them. They're more intentional about coming to church if there's people there that they have relationships with. You know, it's through these relationships, if you reach out, that we can then be able to connect with people and potentially have the privilege of showing them God's goodness. You know, the church is not a pastor and a worship team leading people to God. That's a small, small component of it. The church is far bigger than that. I want to show you a verse. Unfortunately, I don't have it up behind me, so you'll have to do the hard work of opening up a Bible if you have one. 1 Peter 2, 9. It's one of the more profound and detailed descriptions of what it means to be a church. 1 Peter 2, 9. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own people. That's you. If you are a Christian, you are a part of the holy priesthood, the royal, royal priesthood, a holy nation. You have been chosen by God. You are a priest in order that you may proclaim the mighty acts of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. That is my goal, my desire as a pastor of this church is to lead us in this pursuit, in the understanding that collectively we are God's chosen people and we have been called into this life for specific things. That together we can proclaim to this world the goodness of the one who redeemed us from darkness and brought us into light. You know, take a moment and just pray with me for this church. God, you are our creator. It is you that placed us here in this time, in this city. This is your church, your building, your people. And so, We ask that you would come and be a part of it. I know you're here. I know you're within us, but I ask that you would 
Come and intentionally pour your grace and your goodness upon Rimrock downtown, giving us what we need and the direction we need to know to allow us to live out your goodness in the midst of this town. We surrender all of our thoughts, all of our preconceived ideas of what church should be, and we simply lay them down at your feet. God, we want your will, your desires, not ours. This is your church, not ours. We hand it to you. Amen.